Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Don't know if you've heard this. Jesse Smollett. Did I say Jesse? Jesse Smollett. Uh, convicted of five out of six charges uh, by the jury. His story was just so ludicrous. Nobody could believe it, evidently. Uh, ben Shapiro, with my favorite quote on the topic, said, At least Jesse can sleep tonight knowing that his attacker has been brought to justice. <laughs> true. True enough. So a little more on that. Some commentary. Uh, some some pretty funny and entertaining uh uh, you know, quotes on on that topic. We've got a lot of stuff. Uh, the Biden administration is still trying to push vaccine mandates at this point. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Stop it. It's it's now endemic. The COVID is everywhere. It will be everywhere. How have you not learned that lesson? Folks who want to get vaccinated have. Those who ha- don't want to haven't. Uh, the, the difference in terms of danger to me from a vaccinated person or unvaccinated is very, very minor. And and it would appear that the uh, the COVID itself is getting less and less virulent. So uh, anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, a bunch of good stuff. I can't even remember what else. Uh, there's something I was hot to trot for. Oh, more on the uh, the crazy left wing progressive DAs and and states attorneys and and uh, district attorneys being appointed by the Biden administration. There's just, it's, it's, we've we've gone haywire, folks. Crime is now decriminalized, as we've made clear. But before we dive into any of that stuff. It's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. This isn't news that you're going to want to hear. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. Because it will be a really bloody massacre. Have a day, boys! Have a day! The P2P method produces meth that is very strong. I sat in the park for three hours, afraid to move off a park bench. Because I thought, as soon as I got up and started walking, that they were going to get me. Beijing hosted the Olympics in 2008, but even then it was apparent to many of us that the IOC was aiding and abetting a problematic regime. There is no amount of money that can buy enough soap to wash that blood off their hands. President Xi is with the people, and unlike his predecessors, he doesn't really care so much about what happens to the elites. If you're on this call, your employment here is terminated, effective immediately. You are a bunch of dumb dolphins, and dumb dolphins get caught in nets and eaten by sharks. Sometimes you've got to do things that are unpopular, but that clearly supersede individual choices. In Chicago, a city also recently beset by smash-and-grab robberies, Mayor Laurie Lightfoot implied this week, the onus is on the stores. I'm disappointed that they're not doing more to take safety uh, and make it a priority. No, he's going to double down on stupid. Uh, When you wrestle with a pig, you both get muddy and the pig likes it. Okay. Oh, he stinks so bad. Is he spraying right now? I don't know, but he stinks. Yeah, he's spraying. You have got to hold still, he yells at me. Okay, I'm trying to hold my arm still or whatever. Don't know you yell at me. I'm in a lot of pain over here. Smollett testified today that he left his house around 2 a.m. on the night of the attack to go to Walgreens and Subway because Bola Osundaro told Smollett he needed to eat some eggs. (laughs) Oh! 
can you do the 12 days of Christmas? Nine ladies twerking. <laughs> eight maids of milking. That's on the next page. <laughs> Make my dreams come true. Baby, I end the emergency. Let's have a happy holiday, everybody. So some of the fallout from the Jussie Smollett verdict uh, coming up in a couple of minutes, uh, some really funny comments and, and good description of how loony tune his defense was. Um, uh, Jack, you may have noticed, is not actually here in person. He, uh, uh, he was sporting a fever yesterday after having his gallbladder removed on Tuesday evening, as I recall. Um, and they're pretty concerned about that, brought him back to the hospital, and they are going to do whatever needs to be done uh, to address whether it's an infection or something like that. So uh, back in the hospital, unfortunately, we're certainly rooting for him for uh, reasons both uh, you know, personal and, and professional. Uh, but uh, he sounded great. Um, so I hope uh, the, the fabulous American uh, medical uh, establishment can can bring him back around and, and get him healthy, and, and we will browbeat him to make sure he doesn't overdo it and recovers good and slowly. So anyway, if you're wondering where Jack is, uh, that's that's the story. Uh, I, we may call in again. I don't know. He's waiting to figure out what the heck was going on. The doctors were all trying to figure that out. So uh, having said that, why don't we take a quick break, and then we'll, uh, we'll come back with some Jussie Smollett stuff. Um, the Trump administration, uh, Trump administration, hello, uh, the Biden administration still trying to get vaccine mandates going. Are you serious? Flat, bad, and kept care. Yeah, same back at you, bad, bad, flat, of care. Um, so uh, stay tuned, would you? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some TV news. Today, the new Sex in the City series premiered on HBO Max. The first episode addressed the pandemic, and you could tell it had an effect on Carrie, because now we're in her shoe closet just filled with Crocs. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I bought my first pair of Crocs during the pandemic. (laughs) Oh, do, do I understand? So, uh, what's her face? Kim Cattrall, who is like the super, uh, uh, yeah, Samantha. One. Samantha, yeah, I couldn't have told you that. I watched a few episodes. It was a decent enough soap opera, but I guess she's not coming back and she hates, uh, Sarica Jessica Parker. Um, okay, that's fine. Sorry to hear that. Hope you two gals can patch things up. Um, is that, I haven't heard the, uh, like the explanation of where she's gone tape, Mike. Yeah, is we that any it. good? Or? Yeah, it's good. They, they just well, fans of it will enjoy it. Go ahead. It's short. You know, it is kind of like she's dead, Samantha. We never even talk about her. Well, what is there to say? I told her that because of, you know, what the book business is now, it just didn't make sense for me to keep her on as a publicist. She said fine and then fired me as a friend. She didn't fire you. Okay, she stopped returning my calls. You know, Samantha. Her pride got damaged. Which was why I kept leaving her voicemails, asking her to please call me back so we could talk about this and fix it. Look, I understand that she was upset, but I thought I was more to her than an ATM. You are. She was embarrassed. So embarrassed she took a job and moved to London? Okay, there you go. They had to cover it somehow. 
Uh, I understand they had real life uh, wranglings. I don't care. I just don't care. Uh, if you care, then enjoy it. Uh, anyway, so I do care about this. Uh, I I hate when when people try to whip up race hatred um, to advance their own you know money or career or to get attention in the case of college students and professors and stuff like that. I mean, we have problems, obviously, but, man, to whip things up for your own benefit, to fake up racial attack hoaxes. If you're new to the show, for the longest time, uh, people have been, you know, emailing uh, links to stories or whatever about, you know, teacher's card defaced with uh, N-bombs and and swastikas and stuff like that. And they ask me, Joe Getty, uh, they ask, Joe, is this a real attack or is this a, a hoax? from some activist and and they're often hoaxes that's not to say there isn't you know racism and and racial problems and racial attacks in this country of course there aren't it's ugly Uh, a lot of them are perpetrated by non-white people too as a matter of fact that is something the left denies which is uh, i mean they think only white people can be racist literally because the power dynamics which is one of the dumbest notions i've ever heard in my life and anybody buys it ought to be ashamed of themselves uh but anyway uh jussie smollett Came to us, you may recall, it was in 2019, January of 2019, pre-COVID. What good times we were having then. And he claimed that when he was walking the streets of Chicago, 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, not a good idea, bitterly cold night, a couple of white guys wearing MAGA hats, toting a noose and some bleach, beat him down. Kicked him in the ribs, called him a F word for a gay fella. Apparently they could tell that or thought it. And dropped an N-bomb on him, tied a noose around his neck, poured bleach on him, and kicked him in the ribs. Now, at the time, and Jesse wouldn't know this because, like a lot of people on the left, he only listens to his media silo, MSNBC. He probably watches CNN occasionally. He reads the uh, New York Times if he reads anything. Um, and he didn't realize that 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 sort of dopey, obvious hoax had become dopey and obvious to a lot of us, and the the uh, the particulars of it were just so obviously fake. Two white guys wearing MAGA hats, carrying a noose in the wee hours of the morning in a tough neighborhood in Chicago, screaming, "This is MAGA country." I mean, that's just like, no, it's too tarted up. I mean, it's so obviously a hoax, you got to tone it down. But he didn't know that, so he made that claim, probably to advance his career. Uh, I think it's probably worth uh, running a couple of, at least one or two of these uh, media montages, how people reacted at the time, keeping in mind uh, that the moment we heard the story, we said, wait a minute, that story sounds awfully fishy, right? Well, here's how the media reacted. Start with 40, Michael. You think about what just happened to Jesse Smollett in Chicago. Unfortunately, we have racism germinating from the White House. Jesse is love. That's who he is. And that's all he knows. So in this situation, hate won't win. Mm -hmm. It will not. We have a media that's saying it's a debate whether or not what just happened to Jesse Smollett is a hate crime. It's absurd. Mm -hmm. This isn't a debate. I agree. I agree. U.S. Congressman from Illinois Bobby Rush is calling for an immediate and sweeping civil rights investigation into the racist and homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett. Oh, there was an investigation, okay, and you're going to be surprised how it comes out. (laughs) Give me 41. Why not? I'm enjoying it. I 
don't like that it's being put out there in the media that this is a right. possible yeah. hate crime. Right. And the media has really cast so much doubt on his story, which I find so personally offensive. And Senator Cory Booker said the vicious attack on actor Jesse was an attempted modern day lynching. Mm. And this is America in 2019. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. In 2021, too, sweetheart. Go ahead. 42. Why not? Keep them coming. Jesse Smollett was viciously beaten, and we know it was a hate crime. My concern is for him. Right. Yeah. Right. And for his well-being. So every day, I say, I know you think I'm annoying. I just want to know, know that you're you doing. Are. Oh, okay. That you're okay. This is happening for a reason. It's coming from the President of the United States. He's dog whistling every day. He's separating and dividing. Ah, separating and dividing, Maxine Waters. You against that, are you? Are you really? I don't think so. Paul Callen was a legal analyst. He bopped into CNN uh, to comment on the verdict. Uh, Old Jussie was found guilty of five or six charges. Uh, The one that he wasn't is just kind of sort of a technicality. And he's not going to do any time, probably. But he'll get a fine, community service and that sort of thing. But here's uh, Paul Callen on CNN, 46. I was not surprised at all by the verdict. Um, you have a you have an actor here who uh, took the stand and testified, and uh, the jury expected him to tell a compelling, believable story. In fact, the story he told was totally unbelievable, that he was attacked by two people that he knew, uh, his exercise instructor and nutritionist, and, a, and another one of them actually is somebody he's been sexually intimate with, but that he could not identify uh, at the time of the initial attack, and the story was just totally implausible from the beginning, and the jury saw right through it. Yeah, so he claimed that uh, the reason he was out on the streets was that uh, one or more of the Osindaro brothers, the Nigerian weightlifter brothers who he, he hung with and were into nutrition and, and training with him, uh, one of them told him, hey, you really ought to get some eggs. you, you got to eat eggs. Eggs are good for you. At 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and so he lights out into the streets of Chicago to find him some eggs. Um, I've, I've wandered the streets of Chicago at 2 a.m. It wasn't for egg shopping either, and I don't recall any grocery stores really being open. But um, anyway, th- th- maybe there are. I don't know. I haven't been in that hood for quite a while. But uh, So here's the problem, though, with his idea. He's accusing the Osandaro brothers of of setting him up to beat him down, even though they were like good buddies 36 hours before, because they hated him for being gay, because one of them is gay, and hated him for being black, because they're black. Anyway, uh, that's what the jury was supposed to believe, and, and, and the idea was that the Osindaro brothers lured him out on the street, again, to buy late-night eggs, and then fell upon him and beat him down. Well, wouldn't the cops ask him, what were you doing out so late? Well, the Osindaro brothers told me to walk down this street. Well, wait a minute, would say any cop who's not, you know, like hammered drunk. Wait a minute, who told you to be on the street right then? Did you get a good look at the guys who beat you down? Do they look anything like the guys who just told you to go out into the street at 2 a.m.? I mean, it's just it's a crazy, crazy-ass story, every single aspect of it. And the idea that it is incredibly objectionable. I find it disgusting that the media is even questioning him on this story. I'm, well, you, you are an idiot. You're an idiot or you're an activist and a liar. Anyway, uh, Jussie's uh, uncle, I guess, spoke up about it. Uh, give me 45, Michael. 
We obviously respectfully disagree with the jury's verdict. The verdict is inconsistent. Uh, you cannot say Jussie is lying and Jussie is not lying for the same exact uh, incidents. So we feel 100% confident that this case will be uh, won on appeal. Again, I appreciate uh, Ben Shapiro's tweet that Jesse can sleep well tonight knowing his attacker has been brought to justice, which is true. Uh, speaking of the law, I got a couple of interesting emails from attorneys lately um, on uh, property law and, and bail reform. This whole bail reform, which essentially means zero bail and is turning dangerous criminals back out onto the streets over and over and over again. Including, you know, the guy who burnt down the Fox uh, Christmas tree there in Manhattan. Uh, this guy had a long criminal record. It's a half million dollar arson in downtown uh, Manhattan. Uh, he's he's got a history of violence. He's a crazy drug addict. They turned him right loose on the streets again. No bail. What do you have to do to like get in the hooskow these days? But. Um, hey, fellas, you asked for a lawyer to weigh in on bail reform laws, huge rise in theft and robberies. Here goes. What most folks don't understand is that there's a segment in any society that simply has no regard for others or their rights and never will. These people have rap sheets that fill binders and binders of low-level criminal behavior. For these types of people, they're at a point they feel there is nothing to lose by repeat offending low-level crimes in perpetuity. He goes into some detail on that, which we will share with you in a moment or two. I don't want to cut it short, so uh, stay with us for that. The latest state of vaccine mandates. Yeah, Biden and company are still trying to pass new vaccine mandates. As the COVID is fading, we hope, from the scene. What do you think? Stay tuned and let us know. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I cannot see him, um, you know, doing a 180 and saying, well, that was a bad idea. No, he's going to double down on stupid. My dad used to say that uh, when you wrestle with a pig, you both get muddy and the pig likes it. (laughs) Okay? And that's not pig in terms of using the term as to law enforcement. That is cut-rate bond villain George Gascon, uh, Gascon, the uh, district attorney of L.A. County, responding to L.A. Sheriff uh, Villanueva. Uh, Gascon, of course, famously gave us this quote, uh, clip 31. I am proud of our entire team in the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. We cannot prosecute our way out of social inequalities, income inequalities, the unhoused, the desperation that we have. You're literally the prosecutor, and you refuse to prosecute people until there's no income inequality? What? Yeah, crazy. More on that, the uh, radical DAs of our country uh, that kind of got elected under our noses, didn't they? I mean, in a lot of cases. But I wanted to finish this uh, note from an attorney about bail reform. Uh, he asked for a lawyer to weigh in on bail reform laws, the huge rise in theft and robberies. Here goes. What most folks don't understand is there is a segment of society, always has been, that simply has no regard for others or their rights and never will. These people have rap sheets that fill binders and binders of low-level criminal behavior. For these types of people, they are at a point they feel there is nothing to lose by repeat offending low-level crimes in perpetuity. Once you have your 25th arrest, 
tenth misdemeanor conviction, and your fifth completion of a court-ordered counseling course under your belt, why would you stop? Your job prospects, even if they wanted one, are non-existent. You've likely damaged your family and personal relationships beyond recognition with your life choices and certainly have no ties to the broader community. With these type of people, it's sad to say the only way to stop them is incapacitation. The less you remove them from society, the more opportunity they have to commit their next crime. It's the weak enforcement and no jail time that enables their behavior. These types of people only commit low-level crime because they know the punishment is minimal. They're smart enough to stay away from the really heinous offenses because they know that leads to real hard time. The only way to stamp this out is with tough enforcement and holding offenders so they lose the ability to keep repeating the same crimes. Now, keep in mind those words when you hear some of what we're going to play for you next which is, for instance, this Rachel Collins, who is the radical lefty Boston area uh, woman, attorney who's just appointed the, uh, the, uh, the federal attorney for that area, uh, the U.S. attorney for that area. She is a radical lefty. Uh, where do we start? Why don't we go with uh, clip number 35? Here's one of her greatest hits. I will say, as one of less than 1% of actual people with melanin that are in this role, I really don't have much um, time for more white men telling me what communities of color need. There's a tape going around of her going crazy on some news reporters, and she repeatedly refers to everybody's race at all times. Some white woman this, some white boy that. So she's really obsessed and, and probably a racist. Uh, but as to her politics, uh, Tucker Carlson in clip 36 r- reveals uh, some of her policies. When she was elected DA in Boston, Rollins promised not to enforce the law. She claimed that ignoring the law would somehow make Suffolk County safer. It's not an exaggeration. Rollins announced a list of 15 offenses, at least she was explicit about it, that henceforth she would refuse to prosecute. Those offenses included trespassing, shoplifting, breaking and entering, wanton destruction of property, drug possession with intent to distribute drug dealing, and resisting arrest. Wow, wanton destruction of property. So if somebody just smashes up your car for fun or your house or whatever, they will not be prosecuted in in her world. That is just crazy. So what sort of results is this wrought? Clip 38. How did this all work out in Suffolk County, Massachusetts? Well, last year, murders there were up more than 50%. It turns out it's not just theft that Rachel Rollins has been refusing to prosecute. Violent offenses, too. In one case, chronicled by the ordinarily very sympathetic Boston Globe, quote, a lawyer was attacked while walking her dog in Charlestown and suffered a traumatic brain injury that she's still recovering from more than two years later. Yet Rachel Rollins' prosecutors cut a deal with her attacker that allowed him to avoid prison time. So you beat a woman almost to death and they let you off. Rachel Rollins does. In another case that the Boston Globe reported on, quote, Rachel Rollins' prosecutor shocked a judge by asking for no bail, no time in a case involving a burglary suspect who was caught breaking into buildings with 39 fake credit cards in his pocket, end quote. So you have to ask yourself, why are Rachel Rollins' prosecutors cutting all these deals? Of course, because Rachel Rollins told them to. She believes that violence and theft should be legal as long as the people committing those crimes are the right color. Can you imagine how you would feel if if you or someone you loved was beaten that severely, severe brain injury, dealing with it for years, and there was no prosecution, no significant prosecution? 
It's unbelievable. Uh, finally, this is this Rachel Rollins just appointed U.S. attorney by Joe Biden talking about the rampant rioting, burnings and lootings of 2020. Clip 39. And it is completely ironic to have to say to you, please don't be violent. Please keep your voice down. Please be silent and comply with all of the police's requirements when, in fact, it's those very people that murder us with impunity. Nobody asked anybody to keep their voice down, so you're lying. Nobody told anybody to be silent, so you're lying. The only legitimate part of that was don't be violent. So what are you talking about, you deluded, radical, nut, racist? That's something, man. That is something. George Soros. You know, it's funny. If Jack were here, he'd he'd point out he hated the whole making the Koch brothers into boogeymen. He just thought that was silly. Let's talk about policy and, and the whole George Soros is some sort of scary figure behind the scenes. I tell you what, he's been incredibly effective at getting these radical lefty uh, district attorneys hired, uh, elected, poured a tremendous amount of money into it. He's got these bizarre visions of how society ought to, uh, to, ought to function. And, and he's realized that not many people pay attention to the DA races, the down ticket races. And so he can get these radicals elected in, in cities all across the country and have a real effect. Well, well, in effect, indeed, he's having one. He's having one, all right. Uh, you know, crime, violence, murder, just skyrocketing around the country. I think people are starting to wake up to it, but, um, boy, just crazy. Um, I'm trying to figure out what time is it. Yeah, we got a minute. Uh, yeah, let's do uh, um, Aisha Hosni on a special report last night, uh, clip 33. Democrats are playing catch-up while the GOP hits the gas on what's now a major campaign issue for the midterms. Democrats just want to keep getting weaker on crime and softer on public safety. Even Minority Leader Mitch McConnell used the crisis to lobby against President Biden's pick for U.S. Attorney for Massachusetts, Rachel Rollins. The former Boston District Attorney faced GOP criticism for proposing an entire list of crimes without consequence. Vice President Kamala Harris had to break a Senate tie to confirm her. Joe Biden is nominating radical activists for these important jobs in the Department of Justice. And what we need to see from these prosecutors is a commitment to enforce the law and protect the American people, but that's not the commitment they're making. So uh, just one more segment left in the show. We will finish strong as we always do. I think a round of Joe closes his tabs and is in order because we have all sorts of good stuff that I didn't get to today. Uh, so it will be a swiftly moving round robin bingo, bango, bongo, cornucopia of current events. Next. Armstrong and Getty. Thank you for being here. We're going to finish strong, if possible, aided by the presence of the co-host of the show, Jack Armstrong, live from the hospital. Hello, Jack. So what does this noise mean? Don't know. Does it mean my heart stopped? Probably. Yeah, and then the nurse is supposed to come down and see why my heart stopped. Surely 
continuing the show with no heartbeat will get us into the Radio Hall of Fame. Is there a Radio Hall of Fame? I don't even know. I think there is. Um, so what was your main topic today? You sound very relaxed. Uh, more uh, I just on had the Dilaudid. Oh, or however, however you say that word, they just gave me a big. Well, when you're high on Dilaudid, it doesn't matter how you say it. <laughs> they gave him a big fat shot in the ass and. So, uh, yeah, we've been talking about the uh, the wackadoodle radical DAs across America, the Jussie Smollett verdict, uh, and, and and a whole lot more, honestly. The inflation is what has me worried. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about the economic stuff early in the show a fair amount. Um, yeah, like going back 40 years inflation or 50, whatever it was. Yeah. 39-year high. If you're old enough, my parents bought their house at a 20% rate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, almost unimaginable now. If, if, a, if a person has to be 5%, they think, I'm not buying that house at 5%. Well, it's a lifestyle crusher, too, especially for working families and for uh, older folks who are on a fixed income. Uh, went into uh, Gallup did a poll about inflation and who it's really hurting who's really suffering, and, and, you know, predictably, it's the working poor and working class America, which is allegedly, I think this is a near farcical claim, but allegedly the Democratic Party looks out for the little guy, and they're just getting right. punished by a lot of these policies. Sure. So, nasty. Well, so, yeah. uh, y- y- what's going on with you? I don't know. I'm going to get some sort of procedure done here in a little bit. I don't exactly know what it is. They're going to put a drain in me. That's one thing, but I know there's other things I got to do. There's a, uh, uh, there's some sort of funkiness about where my gallbladder was. They said my gallbladder was particularly enraged and angry. Mm. Um, and that they were surprised that I had, uh, been living with that for so long. Hmm. I guess I just always thought that, um, uh, you know, I'd eat too much fatty stuff and that's the price you pay. Not that I had a gallbladder. It was on the fritz. Well, you know, come to think of it, the number of times you said you felt like you were going to die based on what you'd eaten, uh, you know, through the months and years is pretty significant. That's true. The, the doctor took it out. She said, you must be very stoic because most people would not have a gallbladder like that for all those years. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, it is. It is what you just said. I would just eat. I know I, I know I give it to myself because I eat a bunch of greasy crap. And I think, well, this is the price you pay. Right. Right. So, well, yeah, you've only had your gallbladder. You don't know how it is for the rest of us, really. It's a, you know, casual conversation. It's excruciating pain every time they ate something. Well, no, no, indeed. And and honestly, as a, uh, a beloved entertainer, you do have a gift for colorful language. And evidently, it was as painful as you were describing it and was not just, you know, exaggerated for the purposes of our amusement. <laughs> I wish I could have seen it. She, uh, she really told quite a tale about my gallbladder. I mean, it will stand out among gallbladders. <laughs> I wonder if you'll make, like, a uh, gallbladder monthly or anything like that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, worst gallbladders in America this year, number seven will shock you. Mine would be number seven. Sure, yours might be the, the centerfold or what have you. you can, your gallbladder could be famous, you know, in some yeah, circles. It was a torn apart and uh, enraged and swollen and all kinds of problems. 
Oh my God! Which might be what's, which might be what's leading to this after operation problem. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, wow, that that noise is loud. <laughs> well, we're certainly. Uh, uh, See if I'm breathing. Oh yeah. Well, you appear to be. Uh, well, gosh, uh, do you have any idea when the action's going to commence? I mean, they hit you up with the big drug, so probably soonish, right? I think so. I think it's going to be this morning. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure they know. I have to get another big test of some sort, to get another, some sort of scan. It's probably that cognitive test. Dog, balloon, exactly. ship, cloud. Right. Dog, and I repeated it, dog, balloon. That's the best result they've ever seen. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, a lot of people are uh, are writing in and saying really nice things and wishing you well for what it's worth. Most of them are, yes. I've noticed the ones that have not, but I'll, I should suppose I should focus on the ones that are. Oh, so even as you lie on your, not death, oh, yeah. but illness bed, you're checking the texts. <laughs> Stop it. I'm on Twitter. But there's some, uh, you know, there's some angry people out there. Oh yeah, anybody, yeah, that's. Anybody does a lot of people seem to be keen on the fact that I I seem to have a bit of a bad luck streak going here over the last yes. seven eight months. That is, uh, you know, outside of the norm. Well, it's like you defiled a pharaoh's tomb. Yes, yes, this is. Yeah. I wasn't going to say it, but yes, what did what the, the, the the Almighty Himself is angered at you? Apparently, or not. Yeah, I don't know what to well, laws, law of averages says next year is just going to be a humdinger for you. Hey, I mean, Jack. Fantastic. Actually, actually, I told the doctor last night, I said the law of averages means this is going to even out. Yes, Michael? Yep. Yes, Michael? I hate to tell you this, but your favorite uh, monkey just passed away, Mike Nesmith. Oh. Oh, no, the great ones, one after the other. He's on, he's on the last train to... Heavensville. Back to you. Eh, That's terrible, even by my standards. David Jones is dead. Peter Nesman is dead. I don't know about Peter Tork or Mickey... Dolans? Dolans. That's right. I think they're fine. I'm sure they'll be issuing heartfelt statements any moment now. Oh, look at that. It's time to end the show. What are you going to do? It's Final Thoughts, boys, that'll do, boys. Soon we'll hear your comments. Entertain us, give us closure, for the show is nearly done. Wow. Not the voices of angels. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Gabby. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. Our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael? Um, yeah, I just want to say, Jack, good luck to you, and uh, we're, we're pulling for you. Here, here. Young Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer, has a final thought to share. Alex? Uh, the same sentiment. Jack, we're all pulling for you here on the show. Joe, pulling for Baxter. I read that thread on Twitter, brought a tear to my eye. Oh, that's sweet. He's a good boy. You'd like him. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought if you're still coherent? Thank God for modern medicine. If you could pick any place or any time in the history of the world to be alive, you'd pick the United States now. Because what I've got with a kill guy, I guess, like 100 years ago, you'd just die from it, I suppose. 
It certainly could be, yeah. Uh, my final thoughts, so many nice uh, wishes to Jack, outnumbered by the wishes for my dog. But um, anyway, there's much love for everybody, and we thank you for your kindness. Uh, you can always email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Your dog has never said anything against Trump, right? What's that? Your dog has never said anything against Trump. Uh, no, he's growled once or twice when he's on TV, though. So, you know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a liberal. He's a liberal. Ah, oh, boy. Well, go uh, go get your medical stuff taken care of, and, and, and by God, don't overdo it. Recover, all right? Okay. All right. Fabulous. Thank you, Michael. Listen to the lame music for a while longer. There we go. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time to Jack call in from a deployed submarine. Writes my friend who will remain anonymous. No, he did not. He's in a hospital, you idiot. Uh, so many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, order yourself some swag or it's a great stocking stuffer, a Let's Go Brandon A&G t-shirt or what have you. Once again, if there's something you we ought to be talking about you see over the weekend, send it along. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you Monday. God bless America. I said that earlier in the week. I cannot understand the word you're saying. And I hate that. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. Don't that's get right. brazen with me. All right. Let's go, Brandon. I think that's a part of it. It's really serious. What would you like me to do? When you see the normal symbol, you can be confident that the people running this business are not that crazy. Let me say, let me say one thing. This game is over. It's over. Come on. Bye. Have a great Friday, you mother. The Armstrong and Getty.